When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously, on Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise. Oh, we, we were very scared, that's true. But the waves were empty. <laughs> and <laughs> and sometimes when it was very good, we were so happy to be able to surf because we knew that maybe tomorrow were, could be different. So we were enjoying the fact to surf together just um, alive. Uh, maybe the person which you are sharing your surf session maybe won't be there tomorrow. We were already the underground surfing. But these guys were the underground of the underground because they pretend they could surf even the the worst. So I was pretty angry after that because I was like, well, my friends are going totally crazy. We are all gonna die at the end. I don't think it's a secret at this point that my personal sympathies in the Reunion Island shark crisis lay with the surfers. I can't help it, that's just my truth. And I even had a lot of sympathy for people like Coralie and Raton and Laurie Le Constant, who kept surfing right on through the worst of the crisis. But while those sympathies never waned, not even a bit, I did become curious at a certain point about where the limit was, like what could make a person quit surfing? Because sure, in 2015, after the deaths of Talon and Elio, there was a sea change in government response. That new shark security center ramped up, catching more and more sharks on drum lines and testing everything from aerial shark surveillance drones to military sonar, capable of detecting a single shark underwater at 150 meters. But shark attacks also kept coming. Only months after Elio Canestri's death, Christophe Mulkeen caught a wave at Saint-Leu and was shooting down the line when another surfer caught the same wave up ahead of him. That's an etiquette breach in surfing. So Christophe yelled, and the guy did the right thing and pulled out the back of the wave and promptly got an arm bit off as Christophe rode past. And then in 2016, the town of St. Paul spent millions on a pair of half-mile nets designed expressly to keep sharks out of two surf spots. Surfing's back, huge nets, until a bull shark somehow found one small hole in one of these nets, swam through, bit a guy's arm and leg off, and then swam back out through the same hole. And then almost the same thing happened at the other net. Small gap, shark, chomp, although thankfully just on some poor guy's bodyboard, not his actual body. Surfing was also still outlawed, 
Jean-Francois Nativelle had his two shark safety associations, OPR and PRR, telling everybody that surfing was just way too dangerous. And yet, people like Coralie and Raton kept at it. Raton even started a parody association dedicated to what he called reappropriating the surf, called MDR, as in mort de rire or die laughing, which is sort of the French LOL. But Raton was also dead serious. He sincerely believed that if surfers stuck to clear water in high sun, in groups of at least four people, all outfitted with swim goggles for looking underwater, the risk wasn't bad. And there was actually even a gnarlier crew that laughed at Raton for being so uptight and pretty much dealt with all that shark fear by doing whatever the hell they wanted, whenever they wanted. I'm Dan Duane, and this is Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise, Episode 13, Death of the Underground. First up, a word about that term, underground. In surf culture, an underground ripper or charger is someone who surfs as well and ferociously as most pros, but stays out of the limelight, right? Keeps it pure. On Reunion Island, though, Underground took on an additional meaning, total commitment to dodging cops and swallowing shark fear to chase the best possible waves. And now, that said, allow me to introduce an old, dear, and super underground friend of Raton's, Luca Vergne, world record holder, I mean, if there was such a world record, for most shark attacks ever witnessed by a single human being. I witnessed my first shark attack when I was uh, 16. A friend of uh, me lost his right leg at... uh, No, well, the first one that I I witnessed was on the East Coast uh, during a competition. Uh, It was the first competition that they held down there and uh, they had an attack and I was in the water with the guy, so I took him out of the water. And then six months later, one of my best friends lost his leg at Saint-Pierre, at a place called the Pic du Diable. And then I carried on my passion because I was such into it and I couldn't, for me, it was like no way I could stop it. And uh, so I witnessed my third shark attack here in uh, 2013. Uh, it was a swimmer, but... Uh, Tangi, yeah, he's like a family mate. So yeah, um, I was on the beach when he got attacked, and uh, I, I was here to I was, was here to help. To here, wasn't it? it was just in front of us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so after that, myself, I got charged here by a very small shark. Six months right Ooh. before that, Ooh. at the exact same spot. Ooh. It's he was pr- attacked by a fairly small shark. Yeah, like, uh, and he bounced away. Like if he just, uh, how to say that, he bounced off like a meter of me. Yeah, I carried on and the last uh, shark attack that I witnessed was uh, in Saint-André in 2007, uh, 2017. Saint-André, which, where's that? It's uh, on the northeast. Uh, on the northeast? Was that, yeah. um, Alexandre uh, Nossac. Oh, yeah. And then this you one... Were, you were in the water? Or? Yes, this one was like the most intense that I had to witness. I was a meter off him. We were only both in the water surfing. Yeah, yeah. 
and I was just like, like as close as I am to you, and he got absolutely destroyed by this bull shark. Get in the picture, four shark attacks with his own eyes. And yet, here's the point. The whole reason I'm talking to this guy, even with that appalling personal track record and all those other shark attacks going on around him, just immediate view, Luca went a step further than Coralie and Raton and became a bonded member of that even gnarlier crew, the one Raton called the Underground Underground. Which, by the way, according to Raton, formed on the east coast of the island. Here's Raton. Because we were already the underground surfing. But these guys were the underground of the underground because they pretend they could surf even the, the worst. Now, if you're thinking we haven't been talking much about the East Coast, that's because we haven't. Because remember, the east side of Reunion is the rainy wet side, where rivers carry tons of muddy water out into the sea at these muddy river mouths that are perfect for bull sharks. Because river mouth equals bulldog, you know? Mm -hmm. It's always been the, the case. So you don't surf a river mouth in Reunion Island. No, never, well, apart from the 80s, 90s, and, and before 2010. But now there's been already uh, so many fatal attacks. It's not the right time to go surf a river mouth in the east, you know? Yeah. But a small, hardcore crew of local Eastside guys kept right on surfing there, muddy river mouths and all. And a small handful of Westsiders started joining them, including Alexandra Nosak, mutual friend of Luca, Raton, and also Coralie, who told me she was sort of almost dating him at one point, kind of dating adjacent, I think. Alexandre was um, somebody very funny. He was very tall, tall guy. Um, very handsome, of course. <laughs> uh, he was very a great um, bodyboarder, uh, very very good, and uh, he had always a big smile, always happy. It was really the beginning, like uh, sending some text. Because we were friends, uh, just used to, to surf together. And one day I said, okay, uh, he's nice. One of my closest friends at the time. Really? Yeah, yeah, because he, he was uh, like younger than me but very, very, very passionate and very strong too. So he was not the kind of guy that would uh, stop surfing, you know? I was trying to, to play the elder brother role for him mm -hmm. because he was, the, he was younger and crazy, a bit crazy, you know? But at the same time, clever. So he was like, he agreed with me that we had to to go on surfing, but we had to be very watchful, you know? Have you ever felt like escaping to your own desert island? 
Jane Gaskin did exactly that, trading in the family home to begin a new life in the tropics. But she soon discovers that paradise has its secrets. I'm Alice Levine, and this is The Price of Paradise, the island dream that ends in kidnap, corruption, and murder. Wish you were here? Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to True Spies, the podcast that takes you deep inside the greatest secret missions of all time. Suddenly out of the dark, it's appeared in Laden. You'll meet the people who live life undercover. What do they know? What are their skills? And what would you do in their position? Vengeance felt good. Seeing these people pay for what they'd done felt righteous. True Spies from Spyscape Studios, wherever you get your podcasts. We fed like an army, you know, uh, no, a bit like, uh, yeah, resistant, you know, during the war and all that. Because uh, even the surfers, most of the surfers were saying we were stupid and, and crazy, you know. What about your relationship with, with Jean-Francois Nativelle? How did he feel about you continuing to surf? I can tell you the uh, long chapter about uh, Nativelle because... Uh, we ended up being opposed. He chose to be on the side of the guys who were saying, don't go back. We've got to fix the problem first. And I was saying like, no, we won't say fix this fucking problem. So uh, let's go. You know, we're not going to wait. So they started to say, yeah, you're crazy. You know, um, you and your friends, you're going to make other guys die. You know, it's going to be your fault. There was Nativel saying, you should stop. So we felt really like a little army. Um, and each guy was very precious, you know, because there was not many of them. Alexandre Nosak, or Capot, as Raton called him, was initially game for these goggle surfing sessions, going out together and taking turns, keeping an eye out for sharks underwater. And what, can you tell me what, what happened to him? He followed the bad, um, but the bad group, I'd say, because there was an underground team that would say that our belief that we can keep on surfing, but only in clear water, this is bullshit. Because we've got a good star. Uh, we are legends. So we can go on surfing in murky waters because the shark respect us, you know? And we know, we know more than, uh, than the guys who says that you get to surf clear water. And Krapp and uh, Alexander Sack was so passionate that he was like uh, in between listening to me or these guys. But the day when this, this guy told him, let's go to the East Coast, there's a, there's a crazy spot over there. So we got to go there and surf because it's like uh, maybe one of the best waves that ever happened in Reunion Island. Oh. Which was kind of true because it was like a very rare kind of spot, you know, a river mouth like this. We're not used to it here because river mouth equals bulldog. You gotta be crazy. Crazy for good waves, that is. And Alexandre Nosak 
very much was. Luca Vergne, too. So Luca and Alexander Nosak and some other underground, underground guys drove out there. It's a remote spot and camped on the beach for days to surf their brains out. And our friends, bodybuilding from the East Coast, they called us and they were like, whoa, guys, you must come and give a look to this setup. It's just fucking amazing. Like, it's just out of the place. So we got there to just realize that the river river mouth exploded in a way that it made this big dome, this big thing, Mm -hmm. and coming down like for like maybe four or 500 meters, and it was, I don't know if you're much uh, into waves. Of course, I surf, I surf okay. a lot. Yeah, so yeah. it created this monster slab. Okay, surfer term of art, slab. That's pretty core lingo. It refers to a wave that breaks so hard and abruptly in such shallow water that the wave face stands up almost square, like a vertical stone slab before it slams down just building up, building up. It was just like the peak was like a big slab, a big spit. Another term of art, spit. A wave breaking hard enough to barrel, you know, to make a spinning hollow tube that a surfer can ride inside, will sometimes spit out a huge bolus of spray and foam. And surfers love that too. It's got a great sort of dragon's roar quality, like the beast is spitting. And also in this case, the wave built up speed, going faster and faster. And then building up, building up, second speed, building up, building up, building up, third speed. Oh like God. the best wave I had there was maybe like a 25 seconds barrel. Two brides are a big deal in surfing. Even most great ones only last a few seconds though. And the number of surfers who've ever had a legit 10 second tube ride can't be more than a few hundred. So what Luca is describing here, and I've seen video, it's legit, is maybe among the half dozen best waves in the world, arguably better than Saint-Leu. But like one or two major speed, like, I never, I, I, I get goosebumps, man. Like I never surfed waves like this on Ringon Island, honestly, like it was just out of control. Like, honestly, you were just like dropping and just, falling into like a full-on snapper rock type of wave, like a chirac. But you know what's coming next. Luca and Alexandra in the water together, sitting on their boards, side by side, just a few feet apart. And I was just like, like, as close as I am to you, and wow. he got absolutely destroyed by this bull shark. Like, he was a guy, like, I don't, he was like two meters high. He was a really strong and thick guy, like a super athletic guy. And like, when the shark attacked him, the shark bounced on him, like, and uh, the entire body of the shark uh, came out of the water vertically and came and, and, and dropped back 
on his back, like laying on the back like this with uh, his mouth full taken on the body. I don't know if I'm clear enough. Like, yeah, no, no, I understand. It was like a, a, a little second, but it was such a big one. Like, honestly, this, this scene was so incredible. And uh, then, So like, what did you do? Yeah, I was just like, I've, I was almost able to take him on the arm, but I was like with the shark laying on his back like shaking all the way and the, the shark was shaking yes yeah. on his back like laying on the surface of the water wow how to say that the scream that uh, alexon made yeah was like some of the most traumatizing thing that i've heard like i had wow. to to live in honestly like it was so strong And it's my actual boyfriend who called me uh, the day that uh, happened. And he told me, uh, did you saw Facebook? Somebody called you today? I said, what are you talking about? I just arrived at work. So what, what's happened? And he told me that there are shark attacks again. And I said, what? Where, where when? Uh, and he said, you, you know the guy, you know him very well. And then uh, my boyfriend told me it was Alex. Because he knows the story. <laughs> and he called me to, he, he tell everybody, don't say, don't, don't say that to Coralie, I have to do it. And, uh, and that's it. I learned that he was over there with the guys when the, after his death, like uh, the day he died. People said, yeah, there's been an attack in the East. And then we learned, it's Alexandre. I said, fuck, he went there. Luca told me this made him feel awful. He knew Raton would not approve, and Raton's opinion mattered to him. Raton is like one of the biggest influences that I had since a kid. He's a super clever guy, a super bodyboarder, and I always looked up to him. I don't know, man. I always loved this guy so much, man. He's like so inspirational and uh, like intellectually, is uh, like an uncle to me. I haven't seen him since a while now, and I think he doesn't surf much anymore. He doesn't, no. But uh, he runs a lot now. Yeah. He's a yeah. fucking legend. But, if he knew that we were surfing there, he would yell at us. Not yell, but he would be like just sarcastical, like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, yeah, the wave can slab and spit and blah, 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 but are you, are you okay in there? Yeah. If I had to, to do it again, I would come up there just to yell at my friend to say, just don't look at the waves and let's all come back home. Now I've stopped uh, surfing a bit because it was too strong in terms of senses. Yeah. Like uh, what I heard was the worst, his scream. Yeah. And what I saw, to see someone ripped uh, in three parts like this, like in 15 seconds. Yeah, you must be very hard to heal from this. Well, uh, to be honest, I, two months after that, I left to France. Yeah. And two months after that, 
some friends took me to to party in south of France. Yeah. And I discovered music, electronic music. Yeah. And uh, it was just uh, like a roller coaster to me. And uh, now I'm DJing a lot. Oh. Yes. Oh. Oh. And uh, it's like a new passion for me. And yeah, I'm yeah. so into it. That's right. No more surfing for Luca. DJing instead. As for Raton, he kept surfing for about three months after the death of Alexander Nosak. So after that, his friend uh, Adrien Dubosc decided that uh, he was going to um, take revenge and keep on surfing dangerous spots in the name of his friend Alexander Nosak. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yet another underground underground guy. In other words, yet another mutual friend of Platon, Coralie, and Luca. And now, with Alexandre dead, going even harder into underground commitment. His eyes now set on reunions, other half-secret, even better than San Luis Wave. Quanto Cell or Salt Point, a super long grinding left-hand barrel over Coral Reef. And yes, in relatively clear water, on the West Coast without a river mouth, but close to a huge drop-off into deep water and known to be sharky. So when a big swell was forecast to hit Pointe-au-Cell at the same time as a big winter storm, Craton was both tempted and worried. And I was text messaging uh, Adrien the day before, and we were saying, yeah, okay, tomorrow we got a check in the morning. And I was like, yeah, let's go check. But I one thing I can tell you, and you know it, I was I was telling him, you know that it's going to be dangerous tomorrow, you know? Oh. So if we go there, we have to be with at least three or four guys. All of them have to put their fucking head underwater. And we have to make sure it's clear. If it's not clear, we have to get out. And that day, a Saturday, on the morning, like the cold front hit the, the, the west coast and it rains south of the spot. You know, in, a, in, in when there's rain and wind and swell like this, it's a cold front and it's what they love, you know, the bulldog shark. So we know that uh, if we go south there, it's like a matter of life and death. 
Breton was not feeling it. Way too sketchy, way too soon after Nosak's death. So Raton did the prudent thing and did not call in sick for work. He was a lifeguard by then. Adrian, though, drove to Pointe-au-Cell and found three other guys willing to surf. So he texted Raton, let's go. Raton texted back. I sent a message to Adrien and I said to him, uh, you know, uh, no, uh, no surfing today for me, you know. It's too dangerous. He told me when he went, he decided to go around 10 a.m. and sent me the message to show me that I was, uh, you're missing out, you should, you should have come. So he goes in the water and another friend of mine, a very careful guy, goes to check the spot and he sees that there's three guys in the water, you know. And to him, it's very dangerous. And so he's like, uh, well, I'm gonna phone my friend, um, me, to, to tell me these guys are in and maybe try to motivate me to come. But he, he phones me and he's like, fuck yeah, it's crazy here. And the attack happens while he, while he talks, you know, in front of him. And yeah. Is he saying, so he, did he say to you on the phone, something's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, uh, Roquin. He says, Roquin, shark. Now, it turns out that yet another underground, underground guy, Laurie Le Constant, the one who, you know, showed me around reunion, was also planning to be there, but like Raton, got a bad feeling, and in his case, jumped on a plane last minute to go surf in Indonesia instead. I love that wave, and I was supposed to maybe be with them, and I left the day before. And Adrien was a good friend, yeah. not my best friend, but I, I appreciate the guy. Yeah. Really, really shy and humble, charging. And yeah, um, the wave was really firing, and it gave a really good wave to a mate, a bodyboarder mate. Say, yeah. go, go, go! It's for you, go! And he was alone on the lineup, and the guy got the best barrel right down. He turned around, he heard a scream, big scream, and the sharks have a leg, screaming, screaming. So they they were far, but they tried to paddle to him get it on the board, and then he passed away. And a big set came like three, four meters, and washed them all down the point. And they tried to get the body on the, on the sand, but he got no much time, and he passed away in the water. Jean-Francois Nativelle was not impressed by this. Raton, Raton, you know, is a playboy. Uh-huh. Every girl loves uh, Raton. So Raton is an uh, intelligent people, but uh, he do a lot of... Uh, you know, Raton in 2013, when I said to everybody, don't go in the water, Raton said, go in the water. And people go, people die. And after, when I, when I saw Raton, I said, yeah, good job, bro. 
The Last One in 2017. Adrien Dubosc, euh, Alexandre Nossac, is a son of Raton. A spiritual son of Raton. It's people who never stop because they are strong. Even if they are in water, but they are, they are died now. But uh, last time I saw him, I, I saw him, I said, hey, Raton, now you have a children. You get a children two or three years ago. And said, now, as you are children, go in the ocean with your children and we'll see if you, you can have our, your reappropriation and all, all bullshit, he say for years. And now, to be fair to Raton, none of that was lost on him. He knew he was implicated. He told me that right up front, and he clearly struggled with it. But Raton also had a code, a way of doing things that felt safe. And it hurt that his buddies just wouldn't adhere to that code anymore. It sucked. So I was pretty angry after that because I was like, well, my friends are going totally crazy. We are all going to die at the end, or maybe not me, but all of them. So let's just, uh, you know, let's just stop, you know. And I didn't stop surfing, but I lost interest in swimming to surfing because it, it, it became too much of a game of, uh, you know, life and death. And, and, and then I lost interest and, um, and I haven't been surfing a lot since then. So, so to say, my surfing career is, uh, is, uh, has stopped uh, at the end of uh, 2017. And I fell in love with trail running. Trail running is big here in Reunion. Yeah. And uh, I found a way to, to push my limits in a new discipline. And I decided, yeah, let's stop this uh, wave chasing, you know. Uh, It be, it's it's becoming too 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 dull, you know, dark, you know. Uh, doesn't lead anywhere now. Everybody's they, and and so other guys kept on surfing at the moment. Um, surf is uh, is back in reunion, you know. We've got a uh, each summer people more and more people go back thanks to the shark shield and all that. Okay, one final term of art. Shark Shield. That's a brand name, but also a kind of catch-all term for electronic personal shark protection devices. High-tech gear that you wear in the water to scare away sharks that may or may not actually work. And that I got a chance to test drive when Laurie LeConstant talked me into trying one. Coming up next on Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise. Is that French or Creole? Uh, both. <laughs> some words, and some slang. You sure they don't want to surf? <laughs> I got keyboards in the, in the back. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, that's the good setup. Interesting. Oh, it's very powerful. What is very powerful? It's very. It's like sunset, you know. It is. 
In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise is a production of Hyper Object Industries, Little Everywhere, and Sony Music Entertainment. It's written, reported, and hosted by me, Dan Duane. Executive produced by Adam McKay. Claire Slaughter, Harry Nelson, Dan Gallucci, and Jane Marie. Produced and engineered by Joy Sanford, Mike Richter, Dan Gallucci, and Jane Marie, with help from Zaley Mahone. Edited by Dan Gallucci and Jane Marie. All final mixes by Mike Richter. Reunion, Shark Attacks in Paradise was interpreted by James Christie and Pauline Chardin. Special thanks to all of our voice actors, Fred Giel, Sandrine Ristello, Julio Mendy, and Marley Otto and to the many people on Reunion Island that helped make all of this possible. Thank you.